0: Rick Thomas, and you're listening to Life Over Coffee podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode as we deal with all sorts of life issues today. This is episode 182, and I want to give you a review of the recent popular Christian movie called Unplanned it is the pro life movie that is out currently you can see it in theaters nationwide in america and we saw the movie lucia and i went to see the movie yesterday and we wanted to preview the film before suggesting that our children watch it since it did receive a r and r rating from the Motion Picture Association of America. And so I want to share with you some thoughts that I have about this movie. And I'll give you one spoiler alert. I liked it a lot, and I may recommend it to you. Now, there are other things that I will share about the movie. And so if you don't want to hear anything about it, then I recommend that you stop the podcast right now and just go on to something else. I won't share all the details of the movie, but it was good, and I have a lot of notes here, and so if you want to read everything that I'm going to share with you, you can go to this episode 182 titled, Review of Unplanned, The Pro-Life Movie, and you can find it on our website, rickthomas.net. As always, if you have any questions that you want to chat with me and our team about, that is what we do. Perhaps you want to talk about this movie, maybe pro-life, maybe some political issue, pro-life versus pro-choice. Perhaps you have another thing that you want to chat about. Well, you're welcome to do that. Our forums are always open 24 hours a day, every day of the year. We have free community forums for you. All you would need is a username and a password. And you can log in and you can ask us any question under the sun. And if we can help you, we will give it a shot. For those of you who support our ministry, thank you so much. You are the ones that make the free side available for everyone. And you can go to our private members forum and you can ask your question there, whatever it may be. All right, so I have a lot of links here. I have a lot to say as well, so I want to get right into it. But let me share with you some of the links that I have so that if you're interested in them, you can click on them and go to these different places around the internet. First of all, I have the unplanned website. And so if you want to see what they have, they have a lot of resources there. And if you are thinking about an abortion, if you want to read about an alternative, alternative, or maybe you had one and you're looking for help, well, you can find some help on our website. We would be glad to serve you if you want to talk about it. But you can also go to the unplanned website and they have devotionals and downloads and uh, all sorts of links that would serve you and so that's linked here you can click on it and it will take you right to the unplanned website they also have some downloadable shareable graphics i have that linked here in these show notes and so if you want to pull some of those graphics i downloaded a zip file myself i've already shared some on twitter I've shared some on Instagram as well. I would encourage you to do that, to promote this movie. Let everybody know that it's out there, and hopefully it will stir up a lot of good discussion as we uh, talk about this very critical matter. And then the main character in the movie is named Abby Johnson, A-B-B-Y Johnson. I have her Twitter link here as well as her Facebook link. If you want to follow her, you can do that on Twitter or Facebook and you can get to her quickly in the links that I have here. Also, Lila Rose. You may or may not know you may not know Lila Rose, but you can follow her on Twitter and Facebook. She is a pro-life advocate. Uh, she has been doing this for a while, even though she is young. And one spoiler alert, you will see her for about three seconds maybe in this movie. I'll not tell you where, uh, but if you look closely, she does show up in the movie. Uh, Lila Rose uh, is a pro-life advocate. And then I have another review here. It's a review from a pro-choice advocate, someone who believed or believes pro-choice, but they went to see the movie Unplanned, and I thought that their review was quite interesting, and I would love for you to read this person's review, and I have it linked here as well. The title of the movie is based on the book. The book is called Unplanned: The Dramatic True Story of a Former Planned Parenthood Leader's Eye Opening Journey Across the Lifeline. That's the full title, and it is linked to, and it will take you to Amazon, where if you want to read the book, you can do that. Alright, so Lucia and I went to see the movie. We went by ourselves. We did not take our children. Our children at this point are 13, 15, and 17 years old. We chose not to let them see it because there were four graphic scenes that they would not want to see. Now, we know our children and we have open discussions about virtually everything, and so we're not secluding them from or keeping them away from something necessarily, but we know them, and so we had a discussion, and by the way, they didn't want to see it. They don't like this kind of stuff, this kind of graphic, portrayed, visual things that Uh, particularly around things like this issue here and abortion. They're not interested in seeing that, and I commend them for that. Now, perhaps your children would want to see it, but after talking with ours about the movie before we went, they were clear that they did not want to go. Our children are pro-life, and so the movie would not have altered their worldview on the sanctity of life. The four graphic scenes that I'm talking about were Abby's first abortion. It's a little bit graphic. That opens the movie, basically. And then the day after her abortion, where there was blood clotting, and then there was a scene showing a post-abortive baby. I will talk about that in a little bit. And then the final graphic scene was a lady who had to go back into surgery because of post-operative complications. And basically all the scenes, there's a scene of an aborted baby, there's a scene of blood clotting landing on the floor, and then there's a scene uh, scene of blood, and then there's also a few implied graphic scenes of a couple of women in surgery, including Abby Johnson. All of these scenes were bloody, though not on the level of Saving Private Ryan. That's a movie that Uh, came out a couple of decades ago. Perhaps you saw it or nearly any other modern-made war movie that you have seen. And these movies are quite graphic these days. I don't particularly care for gratuitous violence in movies, war movies or other kind. It just doesn't serve my soul. I'll just put it that way. But these scenes in the movie Unplanned, they are vital because they reflect the acuteness of the problem with taking a child's life. And so you can factor that in. You can talk to God about it. I would have a family discussion about it, assuming that your children are old enough and and mature enough to have this discussion if you are married or have a close adult friend that you can talk to about it, go and see it. Uh, I'm glad that we did. I highly recommend the movie with the caveat about uh, what is portrayed, but it it is very real, and it's a vital part of the movie. Now, as far as the plot is concerned, I will give you a little bit of the plot, but I don't want to tell the whole story. As a college student, Abby Johnson was asking questions at the planned parenthood booth during what looked like a work fair at her university which is very common uh, for universities and even high schools as the graduates are coming to the end of their educational career at a local institution they go to these work fairs and there's booths all around and she uh, stepped up to a planned parenthood booth not knowing what it was she had never heard of plan planned parenthood and she was intrigued by the rights of women, and so she began talking to the lady, and then after she graduated from college, she went to work for Planned Parenthood, which she did for eight years. Now, during this time, she also had two abortions uh, before her view, obviously, on pro-choice and pro-life change. Eventually, she married a man. His name was Doug. She's married to him today. Ironically, he was pro-life, and one of the more remarkable things about this movie is how their worldviews contrasted each other, at least on this point, this fundamental point, and he demonstrated his love to her. I found this intriguing, especially as a biblical counselor. I interact with couples somewhat regularly who have different viewpoints on things and they have a hard time getting along and unfortunately most of these times that I'm referring to they are lesser preferential matters not something as dramatic and acute as pro life versus pro choice but Abby was pro choice at this time and Doug was pro life and the movie portrays them as getting along rather well and having a loving relationship, and I thought it was amazing, I thought it was encouraging, I thought it was convicting at the times when I disagreed with my wife on lesser preferential matters. During her stint at Planned Parenthood, Abby was interacting with a pro-life group. This was in Bryan, Texas, by the way, and the pro-life group was 40 days of life, and they prayed and counseled those who drove up to the Planned Parenthood facility in Bryan. Now, this group was pivotal in Abby's conversion to a pro-life presupposition slash worldview, and it was really phenomenal at uh, how they portrayed this group and what they did, and I was convicted there as well, specifically regarding the power of prayer. These people, from a human perspective, are limited in what they can do in battling the cause of abortion and this issue in our culture today. But they are not limited, as it was clearly portrayed, by the power of prayer. And I found that to be convicting, but also edifying as well, that we do have an incredible resource in God to help us with these things that are important, not, not just to us, but are important to Him, and we talk to Him about it. Now, in my show notes here, episode 182, Review of Unplanned, the pro-life movie, I have 22 quotes here from the movie. I typed them out. We asked to get a seat at the very top row, the back row of the movie theater, and there were no one on it. There was nobody on our row because I, I knew that I was going to have my phone and my keyboard open because I didn't want to miss anything about the movie, and so I was typing all along, not disturbing anyone else in the theater because there were no one. No one was around us, and so I typed out these quotes because they were important. I'll share. We'll see what I can do here. I'll share a few of them with you, but what I would like for you to do is copy these and tweet them out or share them on Facebook. That would be fantastic to get this information out so people will be intrigued. Maybe it will lead to discussions between you and others, and perhaps people will want to go and see this movie. One of the quotes, the first one that really struck me, was attributed to Abby Johnson. She said, "'Never trust a decision you don't want your mom to know about.'" Now, that applies across the board. If your decisions have to be hidden from those who are closest to you, there's probably something wrong with your decision. Abby also said, "'I slammed the experience,' the having abortion experience, "'I slammed the experience in a box.'" and buried it. That is problematic. I'll speak to that in just a moment as it regards our consciences and how we have to dull our consciences in order to live with ourselves. Another quote, you are a baby from the moment of conception, which we in the pro-life movement, we all believe that. Part of my job as a clinic director is to sell abortions, and I was really good at it," said Abby Johnson. Here's another quote. Think about a world without her, Rhonda. Don't do this. This was an emotional part of the movie as a lady was outside the lifeline behind a fence, on the other side of a fence, a steel-rotted fence, and she was begging her daughter who drove up to Planned Parenthood abortion facility and she was going in to have her abortion and this mother, a grandmother obviously, this grandmother was begging her daughter not to go in and have that abortion. She said, think about a world without her, Rhonda. Don't do this. That was a powerful scene. Another one, abortion is what pays for your salary the planned parenthood director in the movie is explaining another reason for abortions and i think that is important this is not altogether about as they as people portray it to be a woman's right to choose there's a lot of money there's a lot of lives that are dependent upon the abortion in industry succeeding. And that was very clear in the movie. And another quote that goes along with that, the same director said, "We are an abortion provider. Nonprofit is a status, not a business model. And I'll finish with one more as, the director was trying to manipulate Abby to stay in Planned Parenthood and not cross the line. She said, Have you seen the director of Planned Parenthood? said, Have you seen the names of our donors? Soros and Gates, Buffett. Who do you have, Abby? Now, I have 22 quotes here. You're welcome to read them all, and I would encourage you. Uh, to share it with you share these with your friends now let me give you a few takeaways from the movie things that stuck out to me one knowing abortion happens and watching an abortion happen are two different things The visual impact was not something that we wanted our children to see at this time, and this was why we talked about it as a family. Thankfully, they didn't want to go. I didn't want them to go. There are sharp differences between reading about something and seeing it acted out on a screen. Perhaps you remember the movie, The Passion of Christ. It's a similar experience, reading about Christ dying on the cross in one of the four Gospels and watching the Passion of Christ. I don't recommend that movie either to a lot of people. I just don't think it's wise to necessarily see that movie, God's Word is sufficient to convey Uh, the, the life and death of Christ. And so you have to consider the maturity of your child as well as his or her ability to process graphic content. R-rated movies are allowed to teens under 17 as long as they are accompanied by a person who is older than 16. And so kids can watch this movie, but you have to, you have to consider your child and, and hopefully you'll have a discussion about that. It was also stunning to hear the dialogue between pro-life advocates working outside an abortion clinic these people, I mentioned the name of this group that was in Bryan, Texas. It was 40 Days of, of Life, the organization that is still there. But it was stunning to hear their conversation as they talk with people. They have a bold responsibility to ta- that takes an amazing amount of grace and patience but also the ability to resist the temptation towards self-righteousness. Isn't it so easy to judge people who have an abortion? Isn't it so easy to judge people who work for Planned Parenthood? I think it's vital that we guard our hearts about those who are different from us. We can, we can disagree with them, but at the end of the day, we're not better than any of them It's only the grace of God, of him imposing himself in our lives that makes any difference between me and that person on the other side of the line. Now, of course, there are those on the other side of the lifeline advocating pro-life, and they advocate poorly as they shout harsh truths at those seeking abortions. And if you happen to be in this camp, well, here's my view on that. If you want to win me to your cause, don't yell at me, telling me how awful I am. If you want to win me to your cause, <laughs> yelling at me and telling me I'm a horrible person, uh, that's not going to do it. Another takeaway is the the low commitment. Abby was not so much committed to pro-choice. She was not really a pro-choice individual as much as she was pragmatic in her choices to abort her babies. I want you to think about that. We can characterize all pro-choice people as hardcore committed advocates to the pro-choice cause There's an element, and I believe there is a large element of low-commitment people to the pro-choice cause. What they're committed to is pragmatism. It was not convenient to give birth, and there was an option for her to abort. This point is vital when interacting with women considering abortion. They are not awful people, but they are self-reliant individuals as they are looking out for what they believe is best for them, they're relying on themselves, it is possible to have a civil conversation with a pregnant mom and help her realize there are other options that she can rely on god they might not be as committed to pro-choice as you think everybody is and so low commitment was one of the themes that i saw in this movie the other another one is family dynamics i mentioned this earlier one of the more intriguing things about this movie were the inter-family dynamics abby's parents were not activists for the pro-life cause, even though they were pro-life, and they're like most, most conservative Americans who are pro-life, they're not advocates or activists, rather, even though they believe in it. And her Doug, her husband, Abby's husband, was also pro-life. The family showed much patience and kindness toward Abby, though they strongly disagreed with this specific life choice. And this is where the power of prayer was so evident. Another place where the power of prayer was so evident with those who disagree with her. Now, that should encourage all of us who have relatives who make poor choices. I hear this often with people that come to us who have relatives who are going into the gay lifestyle and they don't know how to interact with them. Should I do this? Should I go there with them? Am I accommodating their sin? This movie walks through that dynamic carefully, profoundly, and obviously prayerfully. And so the family dynamics with Abby and her parents, her husband, uh, it was really encouraging and instructive to watch how that played out. A sadder aspect of the movie, and maybe the saddest of all, Is what I call here pieces of children POC. There's a room in the Planned Parenthood facility called the POC room. What it means is parts of conception, though some folks within Planned Parenthood call it pieces of children. The purpose of this room is to put the baby back together again post-abortion. I mentioned this earlier when I talked about one of the graphic scenes where they showed a post-abortive baby. They want to make sure that they aborted all of the baby and that there are no remains left in the mother, and so they take the aborted baby into the POC room, parts of conception they call it, though it's also called pieces of children, and that was a powerful scene and it's, it's important. That's why I said these graphic scenes, though there were four, I believe, in the movie, they're critical to the movie because we need to know. We need to know what we're going against. And so Pieces of Children was one of the instructive takeaways, maybe one of the sadder ones of the entire movie. Selfish Ambition. I talked about this earlier about having a career. One of the running ironies in the movie is how Planned Parenthood is a job that provides individuals with opportunities to have financial success, as well as corporate ladder climbing, self-fulfillment, status, power, and all the other perks that come with the American dream. In this way, these workers are no different from any other corporate climber, except their product is different. What they're selling is different. They kill babies, and I had not thought about Planned Parenthood so much as being a business model where people can succeed in the American dream as much as what it is, the product that they sell, what they are pushing. Abby's boss put pressure on her to abort her baby because it would interfere with her work ambitions. Ironically, it was during this time that Abby was tabbed by her boss to become the head of the local facility there in Bryan, Texas. Her boss was moving up the ladder, going to Houston, and Abby showed great ambition for what she did and was qualified to replace her. The interplay between career aspirations and the work they do It was apparent. And even though regular abortion workers who are not necessarily climbing the corporate ladder, they just have a normal job. But the tension about job loss is real, regardless of what they are doing. It takes a lot of courage. This is really the point. It takes a lot of courage to quit a job when that job supports you. There are always sacrifices when your principles become more critical than pragmatics, and it's one of the reasons, many reasons, that I respect what Abby did and how she is advocating today. Another takeaway I call Reality Bites. One of the turning points in Abby's career was a botched abortion that she observed. Abby walked into the recovery room seeing a mom bleed on the floor. Abby rushed her back to surgery but was ordered not to call an ambulance because of the protesters outside. They could not permit the negative, the adverse publicity. It was sobering to think about all the back alley shenanigans that happen at these abortion mills. Abby's panicking caused concern for the lady in charge as she did not believe that Abby was hard enough to run a facility. Reality was beginning to bite Abby. And then my last takeaway is the hardening of the conscience, as I spoke about earlier. It's hard to imagine how callous a person has to be to convince themselves that they are doing good work. As one abortion provider said in the movie, she was doing God's work by helping women kill their babies. That's what she was saying. My, how we harden ourselves. It was a warning to me to think about how I can alter my inner voice when I don't want to change or Think about the things I should not be doing. My soul was sad about the blindness of these workers. My soul was sad about my own personal blindness. Another aspect of the conscience dilemma is how you present yourself to your family and friends. Think about Abby talking to her family and friends about what she does on a daily basis. She had to lie to her daughter regularly, her young daughter regularly about what she did and in her world, it was right. In her sideways world, it was right to lie to her daughter to cover up what she did. Can you imagine the conscience altering that that does to your soul? And it brings us down to the question, should you watch this movie, whether you watch this movie is between you and the Lord, obviously. If you're married, it's between you and the Lord and your spouse, Obviously. If you're a teenager, you want to see it. I, I do recommend that you talk to your parents. Parents, as I've said, I recommend that you talk to your children about this. I have a trailer here that you can watch as well inside these show show notes, episode 182, or you can just go to the Unplanned Movie website. But I highly recommend the movie. I'm glad I saw it and will probably view it again when it comes out on DVD. This movie would also be perfect for a small group to view and then discuss afterward. I believe it will be a go-to documentary on this subject of pro-life. It was well done, including the humanizing of the pro-choice community. It was not antagonistic toward them, though it did not compromise the hard truths that we all must hear. The movie was well done, and we liked it, sadly, and we cried several times. This is episode 182, Review of Unplanned, the pro-life movie. If you would like to talk about this or anything else, jump on our website, let us know